This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Monday, October 19th, 2020. On this day in 2000, serial killer Robert Lee Yates Jr. pled guilty to 13 murders. It marked an end to Yates' nearly 25-year murder spree and all but ensured that he would spend the rest of his life in prison or face the death penalty. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the trial of serial killer Robert Lee Yates Jr. Let's travel back to Spokane, Washington on October 19, 2000. Forty-eight-year-old Robert Lee Yates Jr. shuffled into a Spokane County Superior courtroom. With a receding hairline, comb-over, and glasses, he looked more like an insurance actuary than a cold-blooded killer. But the courthouse was packed with friends and families of his victims. In all, Spokane County detectives and prosecutors linked Yates, a military veteran and family man, to 13 murders. And they suspected Yates had committed more. Yates' face remained expressionless as the courtroom erupted into jeers. The families could barely contain their disdain for the confessed murderer. The judge tried to bring the crowd to order. He smashed his gavel onto the wooden dais. After a few moments, the spectators hushed. Then the judge read a list of charges against Yates, 13 counts of first-degree murder and one count of attempted first-degree murder. In response to each charge, Yates wiped his eyes and droned, Guilty, Your Honor. Throughout the courtroom, many family members sobbed and comforted each other, envisioning the horror that snuffed out their loved ones' lives. When the judge was complete, he dismissed Yates. He ordered the killer back to prison, where he would await sentencing for his unspeakable acts. Acts that had been going on for years. A typical night in the life of Yates the serial killer was May 12, 1998. After eating dinner with his family, 45-year-old Robert Lee Yates Jr. went out to the driveway of his Spokane, Washington home. He started the engine of his white 1977 Chevrolet Corvette. He was proud of his vintage sports car, and he washed it nearly every week. He told his wife and five children that he was taking the car out for a spin. Little did they know he had a loaded 25 caliber handgun stuffed in his pocket and he planned to murder someone. 
Yates pulled out of the driveway and aimed the old sports car toward downtown Spokane. He cruised past quaint churches and white picket fences, past diners and dive bars. Then he turned onto Sprague Avenue. Sprague wasn't any old street in Spokane. The portion of it he was closest to was considered the Red Light District, home to sex workers and drug addicts. And it was Yates's hunting ground. He knew every corner and parking lot. Yates slowed the Corvette down to a crawl as he scoped the sidewalks for his next victim. Then he spotted her, 43-year-old Melody Murfin. Murfin was thin and wiry from years of drug use and hard living. She had dark, straight hair, not unlike Yates' wife, Linda. And most importantly, she was alone, the perfect target. Yates pulled the Corvette over and rolled down the car window. He smiled at Murfin and tried to seem charming. After negotiating a deal, she got in next to him. They drove to a dark alley nearby. There, they had sex in the car. Afterward, while Murfin was straightening her skirt, Yates yanked a plastic grocery bag over her head. While the woman struggled to breathe, Yates pulled the 25 caliber pistol from his pocket and shot her in the head twice. Melody Murfin was dead. Coming up, Robert Lee Yates Jr. buries one of his victims in an unusual place. Listeners, who doesn't love a good ghost story? Rattling chains, mysteriously moving objects, unfinished business. I am ready for all things spooky, and so is ParCast Network. Starting October 1st, we're bringing you the scariest, most hair-raising ghost stories ever imagined. Every Thursday on the new original series, Haunted Places Ghost Stories, Alastair Murden summons a new spine-tingling tale of wraiths, phantoms, and chilling apparitions. These stories come from all over the world, including Japan, India, the UK, and even ancient Rome. Don't miss stone-cold classics like The Kit Bag by Algernon Blackwood, a sinister account of a condemned murderer's final wish, and the lengths he'd go to fulfill it. And The Miserere, a Spanish tale of a wandering musician who hears a terrifyingly beautiful song in a burned-out monastery and is doomed to capture its notes until he dies. You can find and follow Haunted Places Ghost Stories free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, October is our favorite month and one of our busiest. So make sure to search ParCast Network in the Spotify search bar to see all our new shows. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now, back to the story. On October 19th, 2000, Serial killer Robert Lee Yates Jr. pled guilty to 13 murders. 
His crimes stretched back for years amongst the dark alleys of Spokane, Washington. The night of May 12, 1998 was just one example when 45-year-old Robert Lee Yates Jr. killed Melody Murfin. Her body was slumped over and bleeding in the passenger seat of Yates's white 1977 Chevrolet Corvette. It's unknown whether Yates continued to have sex with Murfin's body after she was deceased, but police discovered evidence that he had done so with previous victims. After Yates admired his kill, he started the car. He knew he had to dispose of the body. In the past, he drove his victims miles outside of Spokane to secluded dump sites. Recently, however, Yates had become more brazen. He began leaving bodies along the side of the road only blocks from where he picked them up. But this time, Melody Murfin's body would be left in a peculiar and ritualistic place. Yates drove back through Spokane to his family's home on East 49th Avenue. While Yates's wife and five children were inside sleeping, he snuck into a storage shed and grabbed a shovel. He crossed the backyard to the flower bed under his and his wife's bedroom window. There, he dug a shallow grave. Next, he dragged Melody Murfin's body from the car and arranged her under the window, only 12 inches from the foundation of the home. Then he covered her in eight inches of dirt. Afterwards, Yates cleaned up and went to bed, knowing that Melody's body was just outside. It was an escalation of his serial killer behavior. Now he was keeping trophies of his kills literally in his own backyard. Fortunately, justice caught up with Yates two years later. He was arrested on April 18, 2000. As part of his plea bargain, he drew a map to where Melody Murfin's body was buried. At Yates' sentencing on October 26, 2000, families and friends of the victims were allowed to confront the murderer. Melody Murfin's daughter, Ann Davis, addressed Yates with an emotional speech. She called him a sick monster and asked why he would bury her mother in his yard. She told him that she hoped he would be tormented in prison for the rest of his life. Throughout Anne's testimonial, Yates remained cold and expressionless. He only showed emotion when he read a prepared apology. Yates' contrition fell on deaf ears, though. The judge sentenced Yates to 408 years in prison. Two years later, in 2002, Yates was convicted of additional murders in nearby Pierce County, and this time, he was sentenced to death. That plan didn't come to fruition, though. In 2018, while awaiting execution, Yates' death sentence was commuted. The state of Washington ruled that capital punishment was unconstitutional for all prisoners, even serial killers like Yates. Robert Lee Yates remains behind bars at the Washington State Penitentiary, where he will serve a life sentence without the possibility of parole.
Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more on Robert Lee Yates, check out the Serial Killers episodes, which delve deeper into his life and crimes. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a Parcast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Freddie Beckley. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Adam De Silva, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Remember to join Alastair Murden every Thursday for the all-new series, Haunted Places, Ghost Stories. Don't miss the most chilling spirits ever imagined by authors from around the world. Follow Haunted Places, Ghost Stories free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.